Welcome back to the table with Nisha Nicole and Christopher Dallas. What's up, Chris? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Warm it up, Chris. <laughs> I'm about to. You were so late with that. Anyway, for our new listeners, welcome to the table where we discuss life, love, dating, and sex. And we do so in a way that is fun and uplifting, as opposed to the division and dissent that we often see and hear online. Mm-hmm. Nisha Ngo and I have been friends for about uh, 20 years. And number one, we wanted to bring you guys inside of our friendship because number two, we've each individually been through almost every aspect and element in the realm of sex, love, and dating, meaning married yep. life, single life, and divorce life. Uh, with, yep, that background, yep, yep. with that background being said, let's set up the show. Uh, about 30 minutes in, we'll have our show topic of the day, which is today is dating after divorce. Big topic of the day. 15 minutes into the show, we'll get to our buzz topic, which is a world from the item of pop culture. And today we're talking about Cam Newton and how he can't keep his mouth shut and sexist remarks. But we start off every single podcast episode with the Monday morning report. Nisha Nicole, who's going first? I'll go first. Oh, I'll go let's first. Let's do it. You go. So a while back, I told you guys about the guy I shot my shot with. Right. I think we'll call him um we'll call call him Beltline Bay since our first date was on the Beltline. Okay. And so the last couple of times we talked, I said there was no updates. We had not gone out again. He hadn't asked me out again. Right. Well, as of the last time we spoke, we did go out again. What? Okay. Yeah, so we we went out. Uh, we had like a, a brunch date, um, and just spent some time together and hung out. I got, you know. <laughs> okay, that's good. It sounds like you're smiling about this. This is this a good thing? Are we are, are we happy? Are things moving anywhere? It's good. So we actually have a date set up for tomorrow as well. What? 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 So, what? so things are progressing there. That's good. That's amazing. I'm happy for you. Um, any other thing going on with anybody from the recycle bin or any of the uh, old dates that were happening from websites or apps? So the guy that I met um, on at the bar that night. That same night? The same night that I ran into, into Beltline Bay. We've been talking and I can tell that he likes me a lot more than I like him. Aww. And it's always, I hate that feeling. Man, you ain't lying. I hate that feeling because he is really a nice guy. But I kept wondering, like, what is it about him? Because uh, we've gone out a couple of times. And um, and then I realized what it was. And oh, okay. so the, the issue is, he talks a lot, a lot. <laughs> okay. I'm a talker okay. too, though. Right. With the right person. You're a conversationalist. I'm a conversationalist. And he talks a lot. You know, he tells me a lot about himself and his life, but he doesn't ask me a lot about selfish. Selfish in a conversation is a selfish person, somebody who likes to hear themselves talk, but isn't necessarily interested in what you have to say. So normally I can pick up on this really quickly because it's it's usually a turnoff for me. But he's so nice that it doesn't come off in an arrogant way. So when he right. talks about himself, I really feel like he he's really trying to help me get to learn him mm. as opposed to someone. 
oh well i drive this mm, and I, i'm the so greatest it, thing yeah so it doesn't come off as in an arrogant way so that's why it it took me a while to figure it out and then the other thing is i just feel like he's boring <laughs> well some people who talk mostly about themselves uh, would sometimes come off as being boring so now i have to figure out like how to break it off with him oh. Yeah, and sure. I it, and so you and I had a conversation offline. Like, yeah, this, this is why so many people ghost because right. they don't want to have that conversation. Right. But we've gone out at least three times, and we've had several conversations. So it's this definitely is beyond the point of ghosting. Right, right, right. You go out one time, maybe even twice. You can you can ghost somebody within the rules and regulations, but third time. Maybe even beyond two. And it depends on how many times you talk in between. Talk, text, communication, how long yeah. it's been. Once you text, get past a certain point, you can't just Yeah, because he texts every day. So. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, I, have, I guess I have to let you guys know how I put my big girl panties on. And oh, him, man. Let them oh, down man. easy. I hope you write a book and make an outline in it because I need to read that same book uh, because I'm up against the same thing. What else you got for us in a Monday morning report? I like the Beltway Bay update. Um, the other guy, the, the update is how to let somebody go when it's still early. You know they like you more than you like them. Yeah, because like Tough. he even tells me things like, "Yeah, my friends, uh, they ask me if I'm dating someone because they want me to. They have an event coming up. I would love to invite you." And I'm like, oh. "What are you telling your friends about me? Yeah, uh, don't do that." Yeah, so, yeah. So I might have to, I'm, I'm going to have to have a, let's be friends. I don't think this is leading anywhere. Which is you terrible know, you, to hear. But, you know, you are really great about maintaining actual friendships when the dating piece doesn't work out. That's something I've always wondered how you do that. Yeah, but I, I haven't done it at this stage. This is that awkward stage. What you're talking about, somebody yeah. who's in the early stages of liking you, or of liking you and dating you, I don't really flip those into friendships. I flip either really early, like it just becomes friends right off the bat, or okay. somebody that I was actually dating and seeing and dealing with that I can build a friendship with down the road. This okay. stage that you're talking about with this guy, I don't know. Okay, I got it, I got it. That makes sense, though. Yeah. But I, I, even, even with the early, early dating part, I've never been able to flip that into, like, a friendship. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. For the most part, I am able to flip a whole lot of those into, into, into friendships, but... <sighs> This part, this stage right here is brutal. And like you said, like we both said, this is where ghosting happens a lot when people yes. just vanish. And that guy would be sitting there telling his friends that he's been telling about maybe he can bring you to some of his uh, functions that his friends are having. Then he's going to have to have the conversation with them one day of, I don't know what happened. One day she just didn't hit me back. Dude, she was never really feeling you all like that in the beginning, but couldn't figure out why. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. And she figured it out and you were, you were done. <laughs> Dun -dun. She was ghost. <laughs> but that's enough about me. I want yeah. to hear about Christopher Dallas and these quotas that you had to catch yes. up and make up for and yes. all of that. Because here we are, um, mid-April. Yes. And so please tell us. Get the horns and the trumpets all sounded. Yes, let's 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 da, da, hear it. Da, da, what's going on? What's what's da, up da, with da, da, Chris? Da, 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 da. It, I, you know, 
Bumble has been amazing. Um, I got off of Facebook dating. I got onto what? Bumble and it turned into uh, absolute uh, a parade of dating opportunities. Okay. Of which, yes. I wish I had a soundboard so I could yes. get the applause. Like, ah! yes. Because well. you actually said that a dating app is amazing. And so I am hearing, even though you didn't say that, that Nisha Nicole was right. because Oh, Nisha Nicole was definitely right. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, Nisha Nicole, the, the podcast superstar, was definitely right <laughs> um, in her advice to be able to ditch Facebook dating and get onto Bumble. She was definitely right. And Thank gentlemen, you. gentlemen Thank that are listening out there, if you have any aspirations of being into the single life and, and having a, a myriad of dating options, you should get on Bumble immediately. The ladies make the decisions. The ladies pick you. Um, you both have to swipe on each other to start the conversations, but then the ladies have to start the conversation in the first place. So the pressure is off, fellas. What to come up with to be able to say in the beginning, it's all on them. I've been on way past the amount of dates that my quota was set for. I'm good for March. I'm good for April. I also have a date for tomorrow. I'm good for May. I'm good for uh -oh. June. I'm good. We've reached it. <laughs> so does this mean that we won't be having new dates dating updates for the next few months like so, I, I'm, I'm not so I'm so, not so yeah, yeah yeah i can still i still did dating updates because some of the dates have been huh. well the, the most recent date i had and i don't mean to i i don't have any hesitation of sharing this on the podcast whatsoever because i know i'll never be in communication with her again didn't really represent herself well in terms of the pictures and then seemed disinterested in the conversation so the last dating that happens mm -hmm. the inefficiency of dating is that you will run across somebody that you're just not going to be hitting it off with when you sit down in person with them. And that was my most recent date. Okay. Um, with the three dates that I've been on, one of them was really good personality-wise, but I'm not sure if I'm attracted to her. The second one was just like what you're talking about with the guy who really likes you. And I, I went out on one day with this woman and I can already tell she's like, when are we going to go out again? You want to go to dinner Tuesday night? You want to go here? You want to go there? You want to go, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, ready. Right, 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 right. So, um, but it's great to be able to get out. It's great to be able to get some dates, uh, good or bad. Um, okay. The bad, the bad is coming though. The bad we're going to talk about is part of our show topic. The bad, what I do not like about all this newfound dating interest from women. Okay. What I don't okay. like about it is, is is coming up on our show topic. So that's the teaser for the show topic. And that's going to wrap it up for me for the Monday Morning Report. Wrap it up with the condom, meaning that I'm back. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Da, 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 da. You are back. I, so I'm just happy that that you're out and being yeah. social and not yes. having this. Uh, pull the <laughs> Facebook dating. Right, right, right. Mm, right. No, right. there's nothing on there. Bumble. Go ahead, go ahead. So what I was going to say because I know we have a lot of women listeners, and yeah. um, what I was going to say is, in the initially, I did not want to join Bumble because I don't want to be the initiator of the conversation. But the thing I do like about Bumble is they make it really easy for you to initiate conversation because they have um, question prompts that you can send to the person yes. and that person can't see your answer until, until they have answered as well. So I like that because it kind of takes the pressure off. It gives you some um, some conversation starters. And then one of my friends, she met her husband on Bumble too. So always a plus. There's, always, that. There's, a, there's a plug right there. 
But it yeah. isn't just Bumble. It's just that I guess I knew that Facebook dating was the worst app out of all the apps that are currently available. I knew that. I knew that I was just, I made that analogy to being in a church that at least I'm going to church. I'm sitting in the back row. The church isn't very vibrant with spirit, but I'm in there. I knew that Facebook dating was the worst, but Bumble turned up more dating opportunities in three days than four months on Facebook dating app. Yes. Three days versus four months. And not to mention that I think the the paid feature helps because then you Correct. get to see who who matched who liked you first and then that way you can see kind of who you're interested in who there's a mutual interest in always as correct. opposed to just blindly swiping so you know and then and then i like the usability of it this is starting to sound like a freaking ad you know but it's more than bumble. come on I bubble know that pay bumble, me I know that bumble hinge tinder uh, uh, coffee meets bagel all the rest of the bigger dating apps that are out there that have a lot of people that are on there I knew that all of them in my heart were going to be better than Facebook dating I just wasn't willing True. to be able to get my my toe out of the shallow waters and put it into the deep waters of the oceans of the bigger apps that are out there that was all on me and while this sounds like an ad for Bumble it all depends on our own individual levels of being ready to get out there and do dating yeah and our likes and dislikes too because there are certain features about Hinge that I I just didn't like for some reason I just didn't find yeah. it very user friendly. Um, but there we go. That's that's that on that. So Boom. so ladies, um, if you're listening and you try Bumble because of um because of our experiences, let let us know. I want to know what, what your experience do. is like and if you like one of the dating apps over the other. So um the buzz is sweet. Yeah. I always like it when sports makes its way into our uh, podcast. You know, and I always try to look for stuff with sports figures, yeah. just, you know, just to make you feel a little more comfortable and we can get away from some of the Kardashian talk. <laughs> I appreciate that. You want to bring in the introduction for exactly what happened with Mr. Cam Newton? So Mr. Cam Newton went viral recently um, because he made some remarks that a lot of ladies are not happy about, about... Yeah. You know, he was talking about bad bitches and yeah. and women just not. First of all, he he started out talking about his parents and how they he has witnessed a healthy marriage. They well, he I don't know if he called it healthy, but they've been been together for thirty six years. So right. I guess one could assume that that's a happy marriage. But he said he grew up in a three parent home because his grandmother was there also. And I think there are many people who can have that, who, who've had that experience. So they feel like that helps them at least have a better understanding of what type of relationship they're looking for. I know for me, I always use my grandparents as an example, because up until the day my grandfather died, not only had they been married um, 50 years, but they were also friends because they would talk in the er early morning before they would start their day. And at the end of the night, they would always talk. And that's something I always um, look for in a relationship. So I kind of understand where Cam is going with there, setting that stage. Okay. So, okay. So what was your initial feedback before we get into what what the um, the statements were that well, yeah, I want to get right directly into the statements that were made. I, I do want to say this in the beginning. Um, Cam Newton, as I did a little bit more digging, and I had to remember exactly 
some of the things he's done. He's really tried to see himself as an advocate for women's sports. He's done some work with uh, women reporters. He's done some work with women in the, uh, the, the professional football leagues, which uh, have been out for a while. He's, he's tried to help with the, the income disparity. You know, professional football players get paid two, three, four million dollars, nine hundred thousand dollars base. I mean, minimum salary and, and female athletes have not been able to achieve that status, of course, in, okay. in, in the open market. But he's this is the second time making some over the type remarks, which can be seen as sexist. And it really I think this time he really put his cleats <laughs> into his mouth. OK, <laughs> not the cleats in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's get right into it. Uh, his, his sexist remarks in terms of women that are either trying to fake themselves as bad bitches lean to learn how to cook. Number one, need to learn how to shut up, know when to shut up. That's his direct quote. Know when mm -hmm. to shut up. Mm -hmm. uh, and then know when to let a man lead. Those bad bitches don't know how to let, don't know when to let a man lead. And those three things are the highlights of his comments, which drew serious backlash across all social media platforms. Yes. Yes, it did. And, um, <sighs> Cam, Cam, Cam. I did not know that about, about him being an advocate for, for women athletes, um, mm -hmm. which is yeah. a good thing. So I'll read. So they were talking about bad bitches and he was saying that um, like he just doesn't get caught up into the whole bad bitch thing and how a lot of women are, are have this persona where they have the aesthetic so they look the part but but and so now I'll give you the direct quote. He said, now a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs. Okay. Very, very traditional. Okay. Right. And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of I'm a boss bitch, I'm this, I'm that no baby, but can you cook is what he, what, what he said. Do you know how to let a man lead? And then my, app just shut down so i can't read the rest of the quote yeah yeah yeah. he said um he said can you cook right do you know how to shut fuck up shut up shut up or and do you know how to let a man leave right those are the three things right that he got hammered on absolutely so yes. your thoughts on that so i try to give i try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and knowing the background that he had a two-parent home and they had been okay. married for 37 years, a lot of times men and women who grow up in that environment have very traditional views of marriage. Okay. Meaning, because um, when he says cater to your husband, I think of women who mostly, they... They even if they worked outside of the home, they still catered to the man. They were doing most of the domestic roles in the home, most of the cooking, um, because they may not have have worked as much as the man did, or they may not earned as much as the man did. So a lot of our our, our parents and our grandparents, the women did most of of the domestic work in the home. Okay, okay, so, I get so, you. I get you. So I think when you grow up in that in that environment, you have that expectation. And I'm not putting a value on it and saying whether it's right or whether it's wrong. So I was just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt with that. Okay. But then when he goes, learn how to be quiet 
No, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. He takes the fuck out. No when to shut up. We just added the fuck. Okay. He said no when to shut up. That was his quote. No when to shut up. Now that's the part I really question because Yeah. And because I'm like, so do you not want her to have an opinion on things within the household? Do you not want her to have opinion about you know when you do when you mess up and and she has an opinion strong opinion about that like i don't no, know what that no. means i know what that means let me mail interpret that for you please, mail, interpret- please mail interpretation of that this is this is time when i actually right. ask you to mansplain something to me right 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 not that all men have this opinion but when I, if i'm reading this correctly he's saying that he was asked about and having a conversation about being the bad bitch so what he's thinking of is somebody with a sassy attitude somebody who's going off all the time somebody who's talk 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 and maybe in the opinion of some guys that type of woman doesn't give them a chance to man to be able to give in get a word in edgewise and she doesn't know when to shut the fuck up so she's going on about she does this and she's a boss bitch and she's blah 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 and she's super bad and he's saying you don't even know when to shut up and let a man take a lead because you're busy over there trying to be arrogant, be over the top. So where I draw the line is to be able to say, yes, there are some women out there. There are some people out there. You mentioned the guy that you were talking to earlier who may not be over the top arrogant or anything like that, but he still doesn't know how to be able to have a conversation. So Cam, Cam is coming off as being sexist when he may be just saying some women, just some people, people, just can't know when to have a good conversation, how to be able to get the good back and forth. And some of these women out here shaking their neck, putting their finger up, rolling their eyes all the time, like, <clears throat> this and this and this, may come off as being a lack of uh, softness, femininity in his eyes. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And in that term, I would agree with, with him because there are some women, and I, and I wouldn't just say that there are some people some guys are jerks but we're talking about women so right sure sure so so i i do like to keep the conversation at women but but i think that and i hate to put color in it but this is this is what it is Yes, yes that a lot of times the stereotype for black women especially baddies or whatever yes is women who always who always are overly opinionated uh popping off rolling your neck and all of this thing. And there's some truth to every stereotype, but it makes me wonder, like, if that's all you attract, what are you doing? If that's all you're around. If that's all you're around, like, are you, are you expanding your circles to where you're around other women? Because there are many, many, many women who are, who are aesthetically beautiful that, that don't fit that persona. Agreed. 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 And and just to reduce us to one one like segment or or one persona, I I don't like that. But it's it's difficult to not speak in generalities. That's right, 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 right. Um, but when you're a public serv- when you're a public person, not a public servant, when you're a person in the public eye, that's when you have to be able to make sure exactly what you're saying, because people can interpret it in different ways. And if somebody gives you the rope to be able to hang yourself because they want to be able to have better podcast rating or talk show ratings or whatever, you got to make sure you don't take that rope and hang yourself with it. And saying these type of inflamed statements is going to put you in the hot seat. Yeah, it, it will. And Part of me is like, I get it. I get why why everyone is upset because 
like saying women need to shut up and cook. It just it just comes off as so misogynistic. Shut what up, century is this? Shut it's, up, cook. It's not nineteen fifty. That's and that sounds like nineteen fifty. That sounds it, like my three sons. It does. It, it nothing about that says I want to partner someone who, you know, can 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 make me feel like like I can conquer the world or someone who who is enterprising so she can help me handle the business side of football or whatever you know nothing about what he desires and most so it's it's always this conversation when someone only talks about what they don't want but yeah yeah you know I just see so many conversations and I've said this so many times before that reduce a woman's role in a relationship down to chores cooking cleaning and being submissive Look, as much as we'd like to think we've we've moved on past that, Nisha Nicole, we like to think we moved on past that. There's enough of the segments. I also saw enough of the people in social media which were backing him up. The article that the main article that was from News One had some quotes from social media of people that were backing him up. Women as well. And as much as we'd like to be able to think we've moved past this 1950s mentality where guys see women as you need to cook, you need to shut up, you need to cater to a man. There's some women and some men who are still out there like it, like that. Just like we'd like to think we move past uh, racism, we'd like to think we move past it, we get we get references every once in a while to let us know that there's still some larger segments of our society which have not moved into the, 22nd, the 21st century. Well, and that's why in the beginning I, I said I kind of understand where he's coming from because I don't to me, I don't think the, the, I don't know Cam personally, but I don't think the heart of what he was saying was to say, I want a woman to be my love slave Agreed. And, he wasn't trying and to just say that. Be, be submissive. Agreed. I, if, if I could try to interpret and soften what he said, I would think that he would say, Hey, I, I want a woman who would listen to me. That's where the leadership part comes in. But, but also what I really want our male listeners to understand is leaders don't make followers. Hmm. They have followers because they know how to lead. Okay. They don't tell you, I'm going to be your leader. Okay. No, people naturally follow people who are leaders. So men in relationship, if you are a sound person, you give sound advice, you, you, you have, proving yourself to be able to lead a woman will naturally follow you people got you people, I, I love that that's, but that's, within that's the terms well of said. a relationship your woman will naturally follow you like even you know because because i don't want to sound sexist and say women want to be led right but we we do like to have a man that we can trust yeah. with decisions who can trust to move our family forward, who can, who I can trust in times when I just don't know what to do, or I might be emotionally tapped out and spazzing out. And that woman can, can depend on her man to calm her down and say, okay, let's think about this logically. Even in our friendship, you've done that for me. Yeah. I've called you hysterical before. You called me hysterical. You've called me when you were hysterical. Not that you called me yes. hysterical. Yeah. In hysterics, crying and boohooing. Yeah. And you're just sitting there like, okay. And not in a demeaning way. Okay, yeah. so what do we need to do? And, then, right. and by Let's the time 
by the time I hang up the phone, I'm at peace and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do hard things. And so as my friend, you can do that. So imagine like when I'm in a relationship, I want my partner to be able to do that too. So I think that's what Cam is saying. And, and that's and that's the point that I'm making is that I I think that's the point that he's getting at, but it just comes off as as a man beating his chest saying, "Woman, cook, be quiet, right, and right, let me right, lead." Right, right. I think he's drawing contrast. Here's what he didn't use, and and again, we're interpreting this. We are just interpreting this. Yes. I think he's drawing contrast from that stereotypical neck shaking, uh, you know bobbing with the finger up whatever woman who may think she's a bad bitch um, to say, hey, you know, do you have a softer side to you that I would be able to relate to? He brought up cooking, amp, wrong way to say it. He brought up, do you know when to shut the fuck up? But that may be in response to some women who are just talking over the top of any conversation with anybody. But I think he's really, what he's really trying to say to some of those women, those stereotypical women is sometimes you need to just have a several seats, calm down, because men don't always want that. And in some aspects, while we're not asking for somebody to cook for us, because I can cook, and we talk about the things we bring to the table that aren't about cooking, and I don't, need to, I don't need somebody to shut up. But in some aspects, some men don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want somebody completely over the top to be all hysterical and telling me how much of a bad bitch they are all the time. I don't need you to cook <laughs> for me, but I need you to have a conversation with me. And you being yeah. in all his histrionics about everything that's going on in your life, telling me how everything, you super bad, and uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Cam is responding maybe to that. And he definitely chose the wrong words. And he definitely harkened back to a past time when we were in a super, super masculine society. But if I can interpret it that way, maybe that's what he was going for. Yes, and I agree with you. And uh, the other aspect too, when you're at a man who's at an earning level of Cam of, of Cam Newton and yeah. other, other um, athletes or entertainers, um, there, I, there may be a different level of expectation because, hey, with my income, you won't, the woman won't have to work. So it, I at least want a home cooked meal. I can pay for chefs right, right now. I can, right. I can go to all the restaurants. And so his preference, and we've all often talked about preferences and how preferences yeah. are okay. His preference may be someone that can cook like his mama. Maybe having that feeling of nostalgia when I, I come you. home, I, and and so that's why that's why I say I, I I'm not so quick to crucify him on that because yeah. it's okay to have preferences and I know many men who say I want a wife that can cook because maybe they can't cook or because that makes them feel like that's home and it doesn't and and ladies just because a man wants a woman that can cook doesn't mean that he's going to be demanding and say you need to have dinner on the table every night by six o'clock. That doesn't translate into that always. Nisha Nicole, I agree with what you're saying, but the slippery slope is, if I can bring in a racism parallel, is that a whole lot of white people had the preference that black people would be a lot more calm and, 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 and docile and not being so boisterous all the time. The slippery slope is that when we say when any man says that they would like women to be a little bit more serving them with a meal and, and calm and have a preference, it's just my preference. Yeah, well, your preferences, your personal preferences still have an underlying ideology steeped of, in misogyny. of ism. Right, right. Mm -hmm. The ideology behind it is still steeped in this 1950s misogynistic era. And that's what comes across when you state, say those things. 
that underlying misogyny comes across. And that's the slippery slope. Because I don't want any white people saying out there like, yeah, well, I'd like black people to be a little bit more calm and not so demonstrative. I mean, come on, it's just my preference. That's the world I grow up in, right? No. <laughs> I get the parallel, but it's yeah. the difference between, you know, your who your coworkers are and someone you're choosing to spend your life okay, with. Of course, of course. Because your coworkers, they're going to be whatever. And you you have to learn how to, or, or the people around you socially. But when you're picking a mate, you do get, a you have more, I feel like you have more say in your preferences versus me looking at a, at a group or a race of people saying, I prefer that they would be like that. So I get your parallel, but it's not really apples to apples to me it's not it's not it's not it's but just, i get your point the isms are there sometimes the the underlying misogyny was definitely in those statements and um and i know and, and i just feel bad for men sometimes because i feel like some of some of you guys have really great intentions but the way you communicate those intentions just come off so horribly this is my dinner like, and Sorry. I feel like it's like me and y'all damned if y'all do it, damned if you don't sometimes. <laughs> right, right, right. I do try to give the benefit of the doubt because, you know, but Cam, just do better next time. Do better, Cam. <laughs> I'm rooting for you, Cam, with your yeah. auntie scarves and, and stuff that you <laughs> wardrobe not included. Ooh, Cam. He yeah. ooh, that that wardrobe of his. Yep. But anywho, um, ready to move on? I'm ready to move on if you don't have right. anything else to say. for them. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So the topic, dating after divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something we can both relate to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And goes back to what we were talking about in the Monday morning report. So, um, so I was thinking about this because we've both been dating lately and you've this is your first time really hitting it back. That is correct. Hard, right? That's correct. That's correct. So, so I was I felt like this was a great time to have this discussion because now we both had some dating experiences after our divorces. Um, so the first the first point that I wanted to discuss was how has dating life changed between pre and post marriage? And divorce. Number one, the, the number the number the biggest change, um, pre-divorce was is energy, energy. I pre-divorce, pre-marriage, pre-marriage mm-hmm. that is not pre-divorce. Um, before <laughs> I was married, I was willing to spend all the energy required uh, to maintain my rotations, to go out on dates, to do the maintenance in between, to make the phone calls, the text messages, everything else. Not just the actual smashing of women, which steals the headlines. Real easy to say, Christopher Dallas out here smashing all these women. Yeah, man, do you know how many dates it takes to go on to get those women? Do you know how many phone calls, text messages, conversations you have in between the women coming over? All of that energy is what I was willing to be able to do. Even though I knew it was wearing me out, I still was saying, okay, I'm still willing because what I was getting back on the other side, the rotation was worth it. Now, post-divorce, Nisha Nicole, I have no energy. I can do the date itself. This is what I just found. When I'm actually on the date, I can be on, like a job interview. I can be on. Okay. What I do not like is I don't have the energy like, wait, what is this? 
you know, Tuesday night, Sunday night, Saturday night, I got to call him. I got to talk to him and I got to text him. And unlike talking to a friend on the phone, I could be tired on the phone. Like, yeah, who had a long day at work today, man. But in the early stages of dating, I got to pick it back up and I got to be on. And I hate that. I don't have yes. the energy for that. Okay. How about you? How about you? Okay. So a lot has changed, not just with me, but the last time I was dating, I started dating my ex-husband in 2004. Okay. So that is pre-smartphone. Yes. Pre-dating apps. Pre-websites that were dating anything like that. Yeah. Match.com I mean, and all the rest of it was just getting going. Black Planet was around. Black Planet I, was out. I, you know, MySpace I, was about to come out soon. Those yeah. type of things. People use their surrogates for dating apps, but they weren't really what they are right now. No, they weren't. And so largely, largely my dating depended on people that I met physically somewhere. Um, so there, there wasn't an overwhelming amount of choices. Like I, I call a dating app a people catalog because I feel like I'm just swiping on a website looking for <laughs> the sweater for this weekend. I never thought about <laughs> it that way. I love that. A catalog looking for nice sweaters. Uh, yeah, a catalog of, of dating potentials. Like, mm, yeah, that one's not tall enough. Uh, this <laughs> Amazing. And it's like, have we really did reduced people to like shopping in a in a catalog? Yeah, that's it. We're just swiping. And that and and the term catalog itself dates me. Okay. It does, so, but <laughs> people understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our audience definitely understands what I mean. So so I feel like um pre-marriage, um there wasn't as many cutoffs for people because you didn't have so many people to choose from. So you kind of right. gave a person a chance right. to warm up to you. Now right. they still got cut off, obviously, sure. um, but, but you just kind of gave, gave people a little more chance. You took some time to get a feel for a person, but now it's like you have one conversation. I can't tell you how many one conversations I've had with someone from my app. And part of that is because, because I, I feel like I know certain signs or certain things that I'm like, this will lead down a path that I don't yes. want to go yes. down. Yes. So, so of course we talk about the law of large numbers. So if I'm talking to more people, then of course there are going to be more elim eliminations. So, um, so that is tiring, but I also think that apps social media and the time that we spend on time and in, uh, online and in front of screens has changed the way people deal with each other socially okay explain see that's the part i don't know how to quite explain <laughs> you can do it you <laughs> and can do the it. reason i say that is because coming out of a divorce and dating one of the things i kept asking over and over again is what happened to normal people Normal people will always normal people. Okay. And so, so follow me here. So I'm saying that because when we're online, there's so much chatter. We have information overload and we have all of these opinions. So whereas before um, there, there may have been a guy who felt like, um, like women should shut up 
and cook, right? <laughs> okay, okay. And that one guy would be like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm just like this because my dad was like this, and I don't have a, I don't have a corral of men who feel mm. like this. But now they can go online and join a group on Facebook and all they do is sit around all day long and talk about where do we find the submissive women? How do you make your woman submissive? Well, we okay. need to. And, and then like Kevin, I found out Kevin Samuels has a dating group on Facebook. Okay. So, so you're saying that people have their ideology is spit back to them. They get more affirmation than what they would think it might be right. Yes. And so what would happen is before you might be like, because you didn't have this whole crowd of people that you don't even know personally behind you saying, yeah, women should submit or what. And I'm just using that as an example because it could be anything. Um, it just empowers people to be less flexible in their own beliefs and less okay. open so, okay. and that's, that's an extreme case, but I also feel like we're just inundated with all of these videos and, and of the videos of the bad bitches and oh, definitely the videos of the guys with the flashy cars and the flash and the money. And Absolutely. some guys internalize that and we're thinking, well, that's all women want because this guy has 50,000 followers and I only have 300 followers, but there are really women who don't want that. Like, I don't want a flashy guy. That's everything that he does is on Instagram or Facebook. There are plenty of women like yeah. me. We don't want that guy. Please believe me when we tell you this. I believe you. So what happens is not only do we get empowered by, get, get our minds get muddled by all of this noise, but then we also start to internalize things that we feel like other people want. And we project that on other people. Okay. I feel okay. like I'm, I'm ranting. No, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you the whole time. I'm with you the okay. whole time. Okay. Yeah. So, so I just social think that media. It's, it's, it's really shaped the way we 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 show up in the world. Okay. And in some ways it's good, in some ways it's not so good. Okay. Well, you mentioned the timeline of your before you got married and then afterwards. You're right. The entire internet in terms of communities and dating has yes. transformed itself in all of those years that's gone by. And for me, my marriage was a lot more recent than that. So, and I was doing heavy, heavy online dating um, before, you know, before they became apps, but it still was online dating. And so not that much changed with the internet, but I get exactly what you're saying for the whole timeline that you're dealing with. And I know a lot of people can be able to relate to what you're saying. So yes. thank you. Okay. So the other thing too that I was thinking of when thinking of pre-marriage and post-marriage is um, has what you're looking for changed? Has, has, has the, the, the end of your marriage kind of shaped what you're looking for going forward? 100%. Uh, so post-marriage, um, my marriage was a lot more arguing than I bargained for. So all I care about um, is that I want peace in the relationship that I have. Peace and peace only. Now, before marriage, of course, I, it's not like I was against peace. It's not like I was doing demonstrations against peace. No peace, no justice. No, I wanted peace. But I also was okay with the rest of the shenanigans because I was looking for fun. I was looking for stories. I was looking for episodes, um, you know. So looking for peace 
looking for stunt fun episodes all that comes at the same time now i can care less about the fun i can care less about the stories i don't need any episodes i just want peace and i need somebody to be self-aware self-regulated and all the rest of the emotional intelligent things that we're talking about i would need that post-divorce wouldn't be able to survive one month without it come on now you want fun though Fun, fun, fun to your daddy takes the tea. But I mean, fun is okay, but I don't need it. I'm not looking for it. But what's a relationship without fun? I'm not saying that the relationship won't have fun. I'm saying that the rest of my, because that's a good point. Wait, let me make this clarifying point. What I was looking for from my dating life would be somebody who could give me peace. But in the meantime, I'll take all the rest of the fun that comes with it. From dating overall, stories overall, not just with one person. Okay, so so you're saying what you were looking for from the dating experience. Okay, because I got a whole rotation. So some of that is just about fun and stories and episodes. Okay, I so I was thinking, I was, I was thinking more on the terms of what you're looking for in a person, not in the yeah, dating. No, okay, no. so now I, I got you. We're on the same page. Right. I got now. a big rotation. I got six, eight, nine, ten, eleven women that I'm dealing with, and some of them I'm looking for peace. Some of them I'm looking for fun stories and episodes. Right now I'm just looking for peace. Okay. Okay. Now, do you want her to to be your piece? You Just know, that's need, the buzzways. That that's a, the buzzword that now. A, be, a, my that, you know, be my piece. Yeah, I just need to be able to bring. You can't bring any drama. You have to be able to articulate your thoughts efficiently, even if we're disagreeing on something. Got it. I think that's very important. Big so, one. for me. What's um, changed? What's changed? And what you're looking changed? for? So what you're looking for, of course, a, a lot has changed because having been in a marriage for over a decade, um, I, I do know what works well. And like we we didn't have a lot of arguments. So so the peace aspect was there for the most part. Of course, you know, there yeah. had to be some arguments to end in divorce. But <laughs> so the peace part was it. And that is a high priority for me. Um, so pre-marriage, I definitely, loyalty was, was high on my list and that's, that's still high on my list, but I think I prioritized it to the point that I ignored other things that were important to me that I know now know are important to me. So like, um, what's important to you now? So what's important to me now is like at this age, I'm, I'm almost 45. So I'm thinking about who can I ride off into the sunset with? What, what, what does a happy relationship look like for me when um, sex isn't at, at the most important thing in the relationship? Not saying it's not important, but sure, sex sure. is less than what? 5% of your relationship. Most of your relationship is spent outside of the bedroom. Oh man, that's so, terrible. Um, someone... <laughs> Someone that I can enjoy traveling with, someone that I can enjoy talking to, someone that gets me. Absolutely. As a person, like, like they just understand me. Like, oh yeah, she's, you know, she's quirky sometimes. Or like, like my family, like, oh, Nisha is tired. Give her her room because she will, if she doesn't take a nap soon, she's going to turn into um, the credible Hulk. (laughs) someone who who gets that about me and someone like you said who knows how to articulate and how articulate their needs when we're upset and we're when we're angry like he has to be emotionally intelligent 
You have to. He can. He has to to be able to see me as a multifaceted person and not just someone who. Oh, she, my, my lady's pretty and she can cook. No. Hey, you, you got to be able to cook now. <laughs> those those are the bonus points. Right, okay? right, right. And <laughs> but so so it's it's changed a lot for me. Just just looking at you know. And, and also, even though attractiveness is important because I have to be attracted to you, but at the same time, you don't have to be that perfect male specimen of attraction. Right. Okay. But so does that make sense? Like, of course, um, I, I get out of this, my type story. Of course, everybody has their ideal type. And my family has pointed this out to me several times. Like, you're like the mm-hmm. same type, type of guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm really trying to break out of that and just like see a person for who they are. But as long as that baseline attraction is there. If the thought of kissing you makes me go, ooh, no, we have nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That is bad. <laughs> but so th- that's what's changed for me. Okay. What is it you like about the whole dating process? Uh, what is, what is it you what is it you dislike about dating? He's like, I hate. You mentioned it earlier in your Monday morning report. You know, some things you might enjoy. What do you hate about it? So the thing I hate about it is, um, just the amount of energy, and it's just like you put so much energy into it, and it very rarely are is are the connections aligned it feels like it's like either this person likes you more than you like them and and you're trying to convince yourself to like them enough or or you like them way more than they like you and then then you feel silly like dang it why why i got so caught up why did i get so caught up in this person and well so i don't like that that part part of it and we always joke about we wish we could just order someone the perfect person off of amazon yeah, yeah um so i don't like that part um i don't like when there's when it seems to be going well and then they just disappear not not necessarily ghosting but it just the the conversations just kind of taper off and then they just disappear yeah hate that um but that's just a part of it i don't like it but it's a part of it and i understand it um the things I do like is I, I, I really enjoy people. So mm-hmm. if, if mm-hmm. I can learn something from a person, if mm-hmm. I can um, gain information from, from their life, um, find some new restaurants. Right, try. right, right. <laughs> or new dishes in the same restaurants you've been before. Have you tried their such and such? That is delicious. What? I've never had this. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and that's, that's the thing I, I like about dating is that we get to meet different people and learn from their experiences. And hopefully they can teach me a little something more either about myself or about the world. And, and I do like that aspect of it because I've picked up books to read from people. I've um, have places on a list of places to go like travel wise from people that I've spoken to. So, so I enjoy that part. 
I like I like that, um, Nisha Nicole, and, and I want to share a quick story with you, real quick, just um, okay. over, over something you said, and uh, in, in terms of what you like about it, you know, meeting new people, getting new experiences, even new restaurants or new dishes at new ex- new restaurants. Um, a couple of days ago, I was talking to a buddy of mine on the phone, and he and his girlfriend had had a little recent spat, and he was just like, "Man, you you getting out there on them dating sites and everything else, man? What is it like, man? Because man, I'm, I'm, maybe I'll get out there and get." The, the the dating sizing and get going on it and mm-hmm. i was sharing some of the things that um that, that we're talking about right now in terms of well you know it's it's a lot of work and still you got to be able to do this go here have these conversations later that day he got sick from something he ate his girlfriend took good care of him he called me back like no i'm good man i'm good my girl <laughs> took care of me i'm good with everything else and I was thinking to myself after I got off the phone with him, not only was I laughing like you just did when his girlfriend took care of him, he was fine. Um, but I was thinking, you know, if I didn't have any expectations for trying to find something out there in the dating world, I would be okay. It's the expectations we have. He had, when he was complaining about his girlfriend earlier, he had expectations of maybe what he could specifically find within dating. If he could get on some of these apps, Bumble, Hinge, wherever, Facebook dating, whatever, and find a girl with this and a girl with that, then he would be straight. But that's the thing. We go into it with certain expectations of what we might be able to find. And sometimes we're not just in it for the experiences of new restaurants, meeting new people. I know I've had expectations because I want to cheat the system and go all the way to, you know, I want to order a girlfriend off Amazon because mm-hmm. I just want to cheat the system. Like, can I just meet somebody I like right off the bat? I don't want to have to go on all these days, talk to all these people, send all these text messages, set up. Oh my God. Then my expectations already are, <sighs> I just want what I want. So I'm going to have to find a balance between him wanting what he wanted. He thought he could solve all his problems through the apps that I was just talking about, the apps that mm-hmm. we're talking about right now. When he couldn't do that and his girlfriend gave him a little bit of love later on that day, then he was fine. But damn it, my expectations are the number one thing that I hate about the dating process. My own expectations. That's what I hate about <laughs> it. I get it. I get it. Because I want to cheat the system. Because the expectations is part of what causes the letdown. That's it. Because you were expecting this and then you get a quarter of that. And it's like, damn it. it. (laughs) You were so beautiful and you don't even have a decent sentence that comes out of your mouth. Correct. Or you got all these deep sentences to come out of your mouth and I'm not attracted to you. I don't want to see you naked. I don't want to see you naked. (laughs) Not at all. Not in any ways. Or the one lady that was really, really attractive and she kept talking. No, no, the other one. Oh, 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 oh. She lived out of town and she was so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. That's a couple of years ago. Yes. Oh, she she was was... model fine. She was (laughs) ridiculous. All she did was talk about herself or something. 50 minutes on the phone. I got the last I got the last three minutes in to be able to say, well, I'm this age. I live in this city and I'm recently divorced. She was like, oh, I forgot to ask. Yeah, because you've been talking for 47 (laughs) minutes. Yeah, I forgot about her. <laughs> Never did meet I can, her. I can hear the disgust of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what I don't like about the dating process. And, and a friend of mine just reminded me of that. It's the expectations. If he yeah. could change it, if yeah. he could get what he wants, if I could get what he wants, if you could get what you want from this dating process, it would be great. But we can't. So we hate the process. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and lastly, one last thing. What you learned about yourself post-divorce? Um, oh, what did I learn about Nisha Nicole post-divorce? 
Um, I learned that I do have a voice. So, and what, what I mean by that is over the years in my marriage, I felt like, like my voice kind of got squashed out. So my opinions didn't matter as much or, um, what's important to me didn't matter. It was all about the couple or in a lot of cases, his goals, as opposed to, you know, my individual needs and, and, and desires. So, so I was, so after divorce, I was able to really focus on what is it that I'm, I'm interested in? What is it that I want from a relationship and from myself and just being able to show up like that and, and knowing that the next person that I, that I'm with has to allow me to show up fully as myself and not just extract the the pieces of me that they like and try to quiet the pieces that they don't like. Mm, 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 mm. But that would also require them to be self-aware because they would have to know that they're suppressing parts of you. Exactly. And that's why I said whoever I'm with, they have to be emotionally intelligent. They have to be able to self-evaluate and self-correct. So, you know, I'm going to, uh, first of all, I love that. You know, anything more you want to share about that? What you learned about yourself? Uh, no, I'll, I'll keep it at that. Okay. Well, I'm going to wrap up, uh, this segment and segue into, uh, what I'm bringing to the table all in one nice, neat, package there well, because aren't you the professional podcaster <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man um in terms of what to learn about the divorce because man i'm a completely different person um after my divorce in in the few years that have happened since then i've had so much self-evaluation written you know written books about it i had many discussions about it we have this podcast is about it so uh, i almost it wasn't worth it to go through it to be married and divorced, but I've learned so much about myself. And in terms of what I can bring to the table is all of that self-awareness, all of that self-regulation, all of that understanding of my own emotions going all the way back to my own childhood uh, to then be able to see emotional manipulators coming, see people who have trained and been mm. learned by emotional manipulators, being able to understand that and then understand my reactions, my deeper reactions, not just being frustrated in traffic, not just being, you know, like, hey, I got mad because I didn't get what I wanted out of a dating situation, but understanding my deeper emotions, understanding them about patterns that I've seen in my life. That is what I'm going to be able to bring to the table. And that is the number one thing that I've learned about myself at the divorce. So for anybody that I might be dating out there in the future, you can thank my ex-wife for having me really evaluate myself and learning exactly how to be able to communicate, recognize emotional manipulations, recognizing weak spots within myself um, to bring that to the table, bring that type of self-awareness to the table. And then the biggest thing is to be able to help other people with it. With the podcast that we have is a great platform to be able to learn through our shared experiences. We talk about it all the time in the opening, 20 years of friendship, 20 years of conversations. It's only been the last couple of years that we've had this type of self-awareness, this type of self-breakthrough. True. We've learned so much about ourselves. We weren't doing this in the early stages. We were just, you know, laughing about my shenanigans, Monday morning reports, who else did I smash this weekend? The type of introspection, the type of growth that we've had over the last couple of years is exactly what somebody needs to be able to learn what somebody can learn by listening to this podcast. And that's what I'm bringing to the table for this week. Round of applause for you. Okay. (laughs) I love, I love how you tied that in 
So with, with me, what I'm bringing to the table is authentically me. Awesome. So kind of as, as I didn't tie mine up in a bow like you did, but, but like I was saying, I want to show up as my whole self and I want whoever I'm with, I want them to be able to feel safe with me to show up as their whole self. And then we're growing together and we're, we're applauding and celebrating the things about each other that makes us who we are at our core. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, one of the, the, one of the biggest compliments I've gotten from um, several people that I've gone on dates with was that they felt like I was being me. And I, apparently that's rare, mm -hmm. but, and I take pride. I'm like, this is, this is it. I don't want to give you a facade. I don't want to give you a representative. I want you to fully know what you're getting into. I want you to know that I curse. Absolutely. I want you to know I have a, a hefty appetite. <laughs> I'm going to let you know when things, when I don't like things and I have a feisty attitude about certain topics and I can get real feisty when I start talking about certain topics if that doesn't make you laugh and kind of go, you know, this woman is really off her rockers, then I might not be your person. <laughs> right, right, right. So I want you to see that as early as you possibly can. So you can either embrace me in that or say, you know what? She for me. So. Right, 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 right. Awesome. Awesome. That's Way it. to wrap that up. Way to wrap that up. And so our listeners, yep. once again... You can you can check us out or give us your feedback at askthetable.com, askthetablepod at gmail.com. And um ooh, oh yeah, share, <laughs> share us with your friends and your family. And we appreciate our listeners so much and help us grow. And you have been helping us grow. So until next week, have a good one. You guys have a great week. All right.